Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast, bringing you a new episode today. And on today's episode, I am going to be joined by Van Tucker. He is the VP of Technology Partnerships at Harbor Lockers. And we're going to be talking about Harbor Lockers. What is it that they do? And talking about those lockers as drop-off, pickup points, and how they kind of get involved into the logistics space and how they can be utilized to create a a different customer experience and and kind of get that product product to their customer in a, in a different type of way. So Van, welcome to the show. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on here today. Definitely happy to get you on. It's certainly something that we have not talked about on the podcast before. So I'm very interested to to learn more because I'm seeing more and more lockers pop up around my area and stuff. And I think they're becoming more prevalent. So definitely interested to, to dive into this topic today. But why don't you give us a little brief overview of, of Harbor Lockers and, and what it is that you guys do first? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people have kind of seen lockers, you know, around the United States has been mostly Amazon lockers for, you know, alternate delivery locations. And then if you're in other markets around Europe and also Asia, lockers are much more mainstream. But within the United States, locker has not gone at a major scale. So we're part of a company called Luxor One Mm or one of the locker manufacturers Um, here in the United States. We have over 10,000 locker locations, but these are typically behind the scenes. You don't see them. They're at apartment buildings. They're at retail stores like Home Depot and Best Buy locations. They buy online, pick up and store, but they're not around the cities in public accessible locations. So we started a new kind of startup division called Harbor Lockers, which I'm, I'm part of. And we really taking that vision of how do we put lockers in a very easy, convenient location which allows and enables anyone to access these lockers on demand to offer a very similar Amazon-like experience. So this could be a larger carrier that wants to offer alternate delivery or pickup locations. These could be retailers that want to do return locations and then also even like micro warehousing and things like that. So they're not just made for partials for pickup and returns. We've seen a lot of other novel use cases as we've been deploying more of these public locker locations around the United States in the last year. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen more and more pop up for, for different things. And, and, you know, I've certainly seen the, the Amazon ones, but I think it's very interesting. I'll say myself personally, I, I've never, I've never used one, but so I'm very like kind of intrigued on, on how they work and, and what the idea is behind. But I noticed for, for Harbor lockers, it, it seems like you guys are very flexible. As I see, there's like a lot of different 
apps that you can utilize with the Harbor lockers. Is that correct? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So that's one thing we've learned when we started looking at the space is, you know, building locker native locker experiences is critical for these brands and carriers that have rich experiences. So no one wants to go download a separate app, just go do a pickup or a drop off. Everyone's looking to have a really native integration and a seamless experience for their brand. So the way we built this, we built an open technology platform, which lets uh, retailers and brands easily tap into our lockers and they can view all of our lockers on demand. So there's no need to go this huge upfront investment to invest in lockers. You can literally just hit our API and you can see all of our locker locations instantly. And then with that, we have an open SDK, which lets you put it into your native app experience. A couple of benefits of that one adds a lot more utility to your application to drive more user adoption. In addition, it really keeps you on brand in the experience you want to have. You can completely integrated into your apps experience. So right now we have over 30 apps in development with 10 apps on our public um, marketplace that you can see on our website. And um, it's been super awesome to see all the different use cases from um, on the app marketplace. You see, we have a food pantry app that works with other universities and cities or do food donations through the lockers. Yeah. We have a returns app where people can drop off a labelless return. You know, the frustration you got to go to the UP, uh, UPS store, the other stores that do a return mm-hmm. is you have to go there. So we have a company called Second that developed this platform where you can go to these lockers. You want to return a Christmas present you had from this year. This year. Mm-hmm. You can go to the locker, drop it off. No packaging required. They put the label on it, everything for you. Just go find that nearby location. And then, of course, we have a couple of carrier options that have been integrated with Shopify. And then we also have a bag storage app, which you see a lot of event venues. So we put these in shopping areas and event venues where people can go and say, when you go to a concert and they may have like a clear bag policy, you can easily put your items in the locker. So that's what makes these lockers very unique. Like you were saying, they're like being used for a lot of different use cases, but what's unique is it's not a different locker for each use case it's a different locker department. So yeah. you can have all these different apps and use cases happening on that same locker, what we call locker tower for these different things all at once. And that's what, what makes it really unique what we're doing. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what's, what's unique about it like, that it caught my attention too, was that, you know, you have the same, like you said, like the same, I guess, bank of lockers or locker tower, I think is what you called it there. And, and, you know, you're able to to utilize it with multiple different solution providers or carriers or whatever the case may be. Right. So, so tell us a little bit, I guess, on the, on the logistics side, right. I, I mean, how is it being leveraged for consumers or maybe in between pickups, you know, how are our companies able to, to leverage this to help with kind of like that, that final mile or even that a reverse logistics like you just mentioned. Yeah. So when it comes to the final mile and the last miles, like those are the big areas and one area we've been going pretty deep in more seeing is, you know, the first mile is a huge opportunity for brands as well. You know, the last mile in the United States, especially a lot of consumers are used to having things delivered directly to their doorsteps. Right. But when it comes to returns, you know, and that's one big area, the expensive return in the logistics side is how do you reduce your cost of returns? And that's where you see a lot of brands that say, hey, you don't even need a return to us anymore. Just keep the item or give you a refund because it's actually cheaper than processing the return. So 
what we see from a logistics side on the return side for first mile is, you know, how do we make this very easy return experiences? And that's where I was kind of mentioned before some of the partners we work with, they've been divide, developing solutions where they can tap into these become return points to their brands. And then they can go, the items get placed in the return. And then instead of going there every day to process the return, they can do re the return in batches, mm -hmm. which then reduces their operation cost of processing the return. Instead of picking one item up at a time, they wait till they have a group of items in for it to be picked up. Some of the, and then in addition, a lot of cost savings around that bulk um, combining of items. So some of the logistic carriers, you know, we do have partners in each market that do the delivery and pickup from the lockers and they all actually work with multiple brands that we work with to facilitate cost savings when they combine services together. So some of these logistic partners we work with could be doing a return pickup. At the same time, they'd be dropping off an item for like a parts and market for like a field tech. Mm -hmm. And then also doing outbound, you know, new packages being shipped out can be picked up at the same time. So what we're seeing is a lot of collaboration between companies to leverage different partners to give that scale on the cost saving side. So that's kind of a long winded question when it comes to the logistics. That's what we're really seeing is, you know, merging those savings together. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to the final mile, you know, that's where we're still seeing as we deploy more and more lo locker locations to really get more in that residential side of, you know, when you have issues with porch piracy or you're traveling, you can deliver to these access points super easily. We call our marketplace locker locations. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that. And from a security standpoint too, I mean, it makes, it makes a lot of sense to, to be able to do something like that. I'm, I, I'm curious if you've uh, explored the idea of, because there, for, if we look at like the last mile delivery, you know, there's a lot of focus on like the densely populated areas where there's a lot of people, which makes a lot of sense to, you know, run a, run a truck and, and do a route there. But I mean, have you looked at potentially like and these more like rural areas where there's not as much uh, population concentration? I mean, is it become smarter and more cost effective maybe to put a locker in a rural area for package drop off where, you know, these customers can come in from, you know, their farms or, or up in the mountains or wherever and, and kind of pick up their packages in a, like a centralized area? Yeah, so... You know, we are the locker manufacturing company and we deploy lockers that we call yeah. the anywhere locker and they can truly go anywhere. We can put them out on the rural area. The main requirement is to have cell phone connectivity to perform the drop off and the pickup. Okay. So we have we haven't we've been mostly deploying our lockers today in major markets, but we do have, you know, conversations and mapping out new partners we're working with to deploy these as points in other markets, especially like small businesses that we've been working with because the way our platform is built is not just made for enterprise um, companies. Mm. It can be worked also for small businesses. So there's a company that we're talking to in Idaho, which has a retail presence, but a lot of their um, customers are traveling really like 30 miles, 40 miles to go pick up these baby supplies. And, and what we're doing with them is they're looking to take one of our locker towers, deploy in those different cities that people are traveling for these very limited baby supplies that they're getting in the market. 
And that is where we're kind of, we work with the companies on our platform to it's where we deployed lockers at. So it's not like we just wake up and say, Hey, we're going to go deploy lockers everywhere. We yeah. work very closely with the carriers and the brands and the partners we work with on where we should put them. And then we kind of work together on the placement. And we typically start with in a single market. Hey, how can we get, if it's a really smart market is one locker tower, or we can deploy, you know, a handful of locker locations in a market. And that's how we kind of get the initial flywheel going is by really working closely with the partners and where we place them at. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was curious about that in terms of the placement and things like that. But it, I mean, it's great to hear that you guys are working closely with those solution providers to, to be able to, to find the right positioning and, and the right tower layout and, and such to be able to figure that out. So, I, I mean, on this sense of, from a consumer perspective, like what do you guys see as the like typical amount of time something will stay in a locker before somebody will pick it up if, if it's something like a package that they're getting delivered to them or, or something of that nature. Cause I, I think like, that's the one thing for me when I look at the locker, like I think about like, if I'm getting it delivered to the locker, then like, you know, I have to go to that locker, right. And, and get it. So, you know, do you see that people are, are relatively quick in doing that? Or do you see that they, they leave stuff there for, for a while? I'm concerned. I'm, curious about the the consumer like behavior in that aspect yeah it kind of varies on the use case of what the locker is being used for so the way our platform has been built today is we have like a three-day period where an item can sit in a locker and that's us looking at the industry experience we have at luxor one our parent company that has just hit 300 million deliveries of how long an item sits in the locker at those locations so the three day average is where we see the average time an item should be in the locker. After three days, we often start charge a surcharge to our mm-hmm. um, okay. service providers and partners leveraging our network. But, you know, so if they're doing a bag storage item at an event, that's only for you know a few hours for the event. If it's a food item, it's pretty quick. You know, if like a day, you know, sometimes we work with people delivering food services and products to the locker. So, you know, the three day, zero to three days, the average, we're seeing a very wide net on it. Anything over three day kind of falls into this concept called uh, micro storage, the kind of warehouse uh, where people can I- store parts in market or other items like emergency supplies and things that they may need for a longer period of time out in the field. But from the consumer side, zero to three days is critical. And that's where a lot of the partners we work with, you even see it, um, you know, people like the Amazon lockers actually alerts. You know, you put the locker to three days in Amazon locker. They're very similar as us. They send alerts to the customer, make sure you get your item or they're going to pick it up and return it to make sure that locker utilization stays available for other um, customers to use. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I, I was thinking that and curious, like, Oh, like, what if somebody just mm. put something in the locker and they forget about it. And then that spot is taken up for however long. Right. I mean, how do you kind of like flush that out and make sure, like you said, the utilization is there. So that makes sense that, you know, there's a time limit there and, and that whole thing. So very, very interesting how that works. I mean, so do you see that more and more things are, are moving to a locker format? Do you see like continuous growth in, in the format? Cause I, I mean, I, I know like personally, I, I'm seeing more pop up in my area, but I mean, across the country, is there more like demand for these lockers to be out there? Absolutely. So, you know, since, you know, COVID, 
you know, the, or even before COVID, but COVID really accelerated more and more mobile adoption for buy online pickup and store experiences and also drove the cost of logistics even higher as more and more customers got adopted to buying things online and through mobile apps to have delivered to their house. So with us, you know, we see a forecast of significant growth. You know, we're deploying 25,000 blockers by the end of 2025 in the United States that can be accessed on demand. Mm. And then, you know, we do see as we see a significant investment in other retailers like Home Depot and Best Buy that work with us for their violent pickup locker solutions. But the biggest hurdle we see on growth for brands that they, they would love to use lockers, but the biggest run pain point they run into is the cost of buying those lockers and maintaining them and installing them. And that's the problem we're out and solving. That makes us very uniquely positioned in the market to solve that you know, they want to use them, but when they bring it back to their team and executive team to make that decision, it's like, hey, the CapEx return on this isn't quite there for us because, you know, we have other things we're investing into besides lockers to really do it. So when we took away that barrier of making it a pay-per-use model on the network, we're seeing amazing response between our partners that we're scaling and then also Educating the end user is the next level is like, hey, that lockers are an, a viable solution to be picking up. And if you don't live in a major market or an apartment building, you may not use lockers as much in the United States. So that's another huge component for us is actually getting more awareness to end customers that lockers can be used for all these different things. Hmm. And we're just getting started on that for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's very interesting. And I, I love that idea where... You know, like you said in the beginning there, that the multiple different companies can utilize that that locker. And like you just said, you know, it's like kind of a, a pay per use, right, type of thing, which takes away takes away that, that maintenance aspect to it, which is certainly like an important thing, right? Because I imagine if you're a company, you want to use those lockers and then you buy the lockers and then you have to manage them and maintain them, then who's going to do that, right? Somebody's got to, you know, you got to hire somebody to go around and check on these lockers every so often or be around if there's a troubleshooting thing or, or something like that. So, I mean, in that sense, like, is it you guys that are taking the initiative in some case to, to place a locker somewhere or you're waiting for like a specific use case engagement to, to do that? Yeah, great question. So we kind of to start an initial market, we roll out um, lockers to, you know, typically still with the partnership framework. We work with our different partners we work with where it's city and areas replace lockers. But then um, with them, they kind of identify areas and within cities to place lockers and then we place them on it. So we typically we just don't go out and say, hey, let's go throw hundreds of lockers around a city without a specific use case. We typically always deploy with a use case in mind to drive volume and utilization through those lockers uh, with our partners. So we do meetups with the partners and a lot of our partners actually collaborate together because it's a joint venture of deploying these lockers. And But they do not want to be in the business of lockers, kind of like a 3PL warehouse, the brand's well, you know, the brand was a focus on growing user acquisition and growing the business, not running, you know, a warehouse or a locker business. So but they do want to get involved in where they put them, because that is critical to that brand experience of, you know, depending on where you have that locker in the town, 
in the building in the corner is part of that user experience that they see because that's when they finally connect with that good. So that's why the brands are really that we work with are critical and where we place the lockers to make sure it's that rich customer experience that they're working with versus us kind of going out there selecting locations on their behalf. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Definitely. And, and, you know, I love that you guys are are very focused on helping those, those partners be able to, to get where they need to be and, and definitely have that, that success with their, their customers as well. And the the flexibility overall. So really interesting to talk to you here, Van, and and learn about this, these lockers. I I think, you know, it's becoming become more and more. And and I think one reason too, I think is just uh, from a security standpoint uh, of packages, uh, you're hearing like more and more that, you know, people are, these porch pirates are, are coming more and more and, you know, invading our, our neighborhoods and taking these packages. Uh, I just heard actually crazy, like recently somebody was a, I guess, Amazon driver and they went in like cahoots with their cousin or something. And so, they had the cousin like basically follow behind in a, like another truck and just know the route and was just like grabbing the packages after the cousin that was the Amazon driver like delivered them. So it was like they were confirming the delivery. So it was like, oh, it's clear. And then they were taking them like right, right behind him. So pretty interesting, like, you know, what's going on out there in terms of from like a security standpoint. So I mean, I think the lockers will continue to kind of grow from not only like an ease of use case and like from a returns perspective, but then also from like that that peace of mind that, you know, my package is going to be safe and, you know, has that kind of almost chain of custody there to be able to to protect it and, and keep it there. So very interesting talking to you here, Van, and, and learning about the these lockers and, and Harbor lockers specifically. If people are interested in, in learning more about Harbor Lockers and, and getting in touch with you guys, whether it's from a consumer experience or from a partner potential, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, um, best way to get in touch with us here, you know, is go to our website, harborlockers.com. You can see more there, how our product works, kind of the even to dive in to get started up on the platform. If you have any specific questions, feel free to reach out to me direct. My email is van Tucker at harborlockers.com. In addition, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn as well. All right, great. And we'll definitely put all that information at the newwarehouse.com as well. So people can easily find it. So van, thank you once again for uh, coming on the show, talking to us all about lockers. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the New Warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for The New Warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.